Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, here we are. Good morning. Uh, actually, the, uh, this will be airing at the end of May, and uh, we're talking about the supernatural, and um, you, uh, you just highlighted uh, that you're going out to get a new driver's, what, your driver's license yes, renewed? My driver's license expired this month, so I'll be heading off to get a new one, get the real ID, so I have my stack of paperwork to go prove who I am. <laughs> Is it, uh, do you have to take a driving test or do you just, just get no, it renewed? No, it'll just be a renewal. However, so we're taping this, as everyone knows, we tape this early um, because when this airs real time, I believe you said this is airing Wednesday, May 31st, yeah, right? Yeah, end of May, right. So as this airs, I will be boarding a plane to Italy. Yeah. Um, see you guys. <laughs> Try it. Go over and see the Santa Ferraris and spend the week in Italy. But, uh, I'm needing to make sure I get all of that documentation in place and, you know, not on a temporary license before I get back. So got to make sure it, it gets done. That's why I'm getting it done early. Yeah, beautiful. We were, um, you know, that was reminding me when we talk about the supernatural. Um, we had a leaders retreat uh, earlier this year in uh, the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's a, a place that is a foreign uh, country. It's actually British. And you have to use a pass. You have to have a passport, right, uh, to get there. Um, if it was a U.S. Yeah. if it was a U.S. owned island, you, generally you can do it without a passport. But in this case, it wasn't. So um, we were, you know, on phone calls, uh, actually with you know different different people, and it was just a comment about, um, you know, do you have your passport ready? And uh, with that comment, a couple people went <laughs> and discovered uh, one of them. One of them was, "Uh-oh, it's expired." Oh no! Um, and um, but particularly because of the bureaucracy of it, right now everything is kind of backed up in the system. Very slow, right? Um, and there wasn't enough time to just normally send in the application, you know, and get it and get it done, which by the way, you have to surrender your passport to do that. Um, so, uh, Oh, um, it's expired and I, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to go unless I can take care of it, you know? So, okay. Research it and they research it and found out that there's a place that you can send it to and then they got to send it back. And, uh, so they did, uh, but they, uh, they weren't, uh, sending it back and I guess evidently they made a mistake or they lost it or something and it's coming up you know pretty close um, so it's like well I gotta I gotta make phone calls so we prayed you know hey father uh, he's got to get through to somebody because mm-hmm. right now it's you know they, they, they're pretty effective at just making it electronic and you can't talk to anybody <laughs> right. 
Hey, right. we, he's got to talk. Life he's got to talk to so some. Hard. Somebody <laughs> has got to uh, take look at this and and fix and take care of it and inter- intervene. You know, and so Father, would you arrange it? And so they they called this number. You know, and no, and call this number. And no, and call this other number. And somebody answers. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like and I wasn't even supposed to answer. But what? What do you want? You know, and uh, well, I need. I got this. And this. Okay. I'll take care of it. Let me do this. Let me get this. And I, you know, take care of it. And so, uh, this is probably now, oh, eight nine days before, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's going to get it. Uh, well, we're on a phone call, and another person, um, you know, is t- he's talking about his experience with his passport, and he he thought this guy thought, well, I you know I have a passport and it's, it's fine. But uh, after the phone call, you know, he was talking about, hey, I got to get my passport. And his wife says, well, do you know where it is? Uh, I think it's I think it's in this spot, you know. So he goes, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And so now he's looking all over his house and literally he can't find his passport. Oh, no. Uh, not that it's ex- not that it was expired. He just can't find it. But he just doesn't know where it is. And yeah. He doesn't know where it is. And he remembers the last time he had it, but he doesn't know where it is now. And he literally can't find it, you know. And it's like, uh, but this one guy was saying, "Well, here you do it this way and call this this situation, and they can take it." And he he heard that, made the phone calls, and they took care of it in five days. Mm. Um, and he got his passport just before, just the day before he had to come, uh, <laughs> you know. And so we we were all we all understood that. That was God's supernatural work, mm-hmm. and even the prompting, making the crooked places straight. Yeah, right? of just hey, actually, and this is this is the cool thing about God's supernatural work, which is a piece of it that's really beautiful. Is that uh, God says, "I know something that you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you know where your passport is. Mm-hmm. It ain't there, and and it isn't here, and." You aren't going to have it unless you take care of this. And I got to alert you to that, to pay attention. Then I'll give you a way to do it, and I'll make the cricket place straight, and I'll fulfill it. When in the in the normal, you wouldn't have been able to go. Right. Um, including you might not even look for it till the day before, because you mm. thought you knew. Right. But right. I but I got to alert you. You know. So that's see that's the supernatural work of God is that. I'm working all of that mm-hmm. and speaking to you and showing you and alerting you and helping you understand things that I know that I need to have you know mm-hmm. so that you have a heart to follow and do you recognize, you know, that's me. And when you do, it's, we rejoice and we, and we did rejoice, you know, and we rejoice not just at the end of it. Hey, got it. We rejoice at the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, because God says, well, let me show you this, let me show you this, let me speak this. And, and, and what we've learned about, by the way, bearing witness is tell the whole story. Uh, yeah. Just don't say, well, this, I got, hey, uh, I had a problem, I prayed, and God gave me a passport. No, it's way, 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 way more complete than that. And people need to hear, well, how did that work? As and that's we, part of how to magnify him, too. Yes, yeah, and talk, just- talk about that a little bit. Why does that magnify him? That magnifies him, you know, magnifying, when you think of anything that magnifies it, um, there's a few things that are going on there, but one, it's making something big, Mm -hmm. you know, and and two, it's where your focus is. 
but you look at a magnifying glass. When I talk about what does it look like to magnify God, I always remind people, if you're holding a magnifying glass, when you look through it, what you're looking at is really big and you see all the little details, right? There's so many things that are unseen that you now have the privilege of seeing. On the other side of that, if you look through the other direction on the magnifying glass, what is there is very small. Yeah. And so I think as we magnify God, we become small, he becomes greater. Yeah. We begin to see all the little details even of who he is and the intricacies of how he works. And as we share those with other people, then they see the bigness of God as well and he is magnified. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's an actually a neat little, as we're talking about this, um, there's kind of a neat uh, illustration of that. So go to uh, John. Um, that's in chapter uh, three. Um, and um, this is John the Baptist. Um, read verses John 3, 22, uh, all the way through to uh, 36. Sure. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Anan near Salem, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Yeah, which is what we've talked about in terms of uh, that we stand condemned, and if we believe, we, we get uh, transferred out of that condemnation. Otherwise, we remain there, and that's why people don't uh, spend eternity with him. But he says, hey, don't you uh, realize that Jesus is baptizing more than you? <laughs> um, he says, well... Um, that's okay, uh, because that's not. I'm not the Christ. I'm the messenger. I'm messenger of the Christ, and and uh, no problem. Uh, he says that um, uh, I have been sent, and in, in verse 29 he says, "He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom." Okay, mm -hmm. now he's talking about himself. Right. Uh, he's talking about us. Um, we are the friends. Of the bridegroom who and and they stand we stand and hear him mm -hmm. we rejoice greatly because of his what voice because of his voice yeah um, I get to hear 
this might, this power, this truth, the source of this. Mm-hmm. He says, I rejoice at being able to hear it. And that's why I must decrease so that he can increase. Now, he's not saying here, because he's gonna reiterate this, it's not because um, I'm nothing. Right. He didn't say I have to become nothing. He just says, I gotta be in a place where I, when he says I decrease, what it means is my voice decreases. Mm. Um, I don't say I need, I don't say I want, I don't say here's what I want you to do He said, the increase is to be able to hear what he has to say. Mm, And I I rejoice at that. Um, And he said, so I don't look at comparing result. It's really more about what do I hear that he Mm -hmm. gets to say. And I I get the privilege of that. Right. And that's what I want. And then he says um, uh, in verse 34, for he whom God has sent, he said, that's me, mm-hmm. uh, speak the words of mm-hmm. God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. In other words, because because the Holy Spirit is, is there and going to be resident in me, my privilege is to hear. I mean, think about this. Um, he's sending me to do what? Speak mm-hmm. what he speaks. By definition, I have to hear it. Right. Right. Um, and that is when when you say that, uh, you know, we must decrease so that he can increase. Uh, it's not that, well, I'm nothing. And mm-hmm. it, I just, you know, God, you go do what you're going to do. But rather, he says, um, put yourself in a position to hear mm-hmm. what he has to say. You will rejoice. And then he's going to send you to speak what he has to say. Right. Um, and you will fulfill the beauty of it. And he said, interesting enough, don't even look at the outcome. Mm-hmm. Look at the sender uh, of who you are and the beauty of you get to experience what he's involved with. And you get to join him because I'm the fr- I'm not the bridegroom. I'm the friend of the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a great it's a great, you know, I think I'm glad you, you kind of raised this up because it's. It helps us understand what is our position. And mm-hmm. it's not telling God what we think he should do. Uh, it's rather listening to what right. he wants to do, and, and, and it's a joy. Um, so as we as we think about this more, he says a little bit further about the process, which is kind of cool, uh, really how you set it up. Uh, go to Mar- uh, Matthew uh, 13, 53 and 54, two verses, uh, and sure. it tells us something about this. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Yeah. So um, Jesus did what? He spoke Mm -hmm. uh, truth and they were astonished at at two different things. one, the mighty works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Jesus is trying to speak to us and, and, and have us join him, it's not absent of the work that he wants to do. Right. Because, and this is where I'm, I think a lot of the church has been relegated itself into an intellectual 
discussion that you know God is real. Yes, you're a sinner. Yes, God died for you. Yes, you must receive that and believe it, and you now have a opportunity to be with Him eternally. And we kind of leave it at that. Um, and and the question of well, have you experienced His works? Isn't really even asked. It's just what well, do you understand the theology of it? Right. Um, and and it's intellectual. Well, they were astonished, and not him just saying, "Well, here's here's some things about God." Mm-hmm. He says, "Let me demonstrate the things about God supernaturally." And like, mm-hmm. wow, this is amazing that that they use the word amazing. It's remarkable. Right? It's fantastic. Uh, but not only that, but he's also speaking what wisdom, mm-hmm. application, understanding of this so that we both understand it, receive it, walk in the wisdom of it, and realize the supernatural isn't just arbitrary and it isn't absent of wisdom and truth. Because he said, I teach, I teach you things to seek, not only you know, what do you have to say about this particular thing, but all that you have to say about this, right. about this particular thing. So that, uh, you know, for, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that's good. I think that just thinking in terms of him growing us in that, too, and and then almost building a wisdom bank, you know, yeah. as we him in these, I picture him continuing to impart wisdom that then, you know, builds on itself into other situations that lay foundation for future supernatural things as well. Right. That's right. And the, uh, you know, we have a great example, you know, with uh, think about Joshua. Uh, when he was, you know, going into the promised land and they went to the first city, Jericho, um, had had fantastic supernatural thing happen. They blew the trumpet, went around the city seven days, seven times, and the walls fall in and they, and they defeat him. Um, and so the next one is, mm-hmm. well, since we saw that happen, right. and this other one isn't, isn't even nearly as powerful as, as Jericho, they're small, they're dinky. We can win this by ourselves. Let's go. And they, and of course, they get defeated soundly. Comes back, and he's sad, like man, this didn't work. And I, I, I guess, I guess it's over, uh, you know. And God says, well, um, don't assume the supernatural as a a independent thing of things that are going on that I need to help you understand, and and all of it wisdom I need to give you all of it is going to follow you walking with me along the path of truth of understanding of all that I'm up to which involves you Um, and he said in this case you know he said you you already missed something that you I thought you learned Mm -hmm. and that is don't make your own assumptions right I think you better ask me first I think what you're describing there that's um an important thing where people really struggle um, or what I've heard of and people struggling with the supernatural is okay I'm gonna go all in and just believe God for the supernatural and so then they go to this place of still not asking for the wisdom and just assuming and then when the supernatural doesn't just drop the way they thought it was going to they feel like their faith has gone belly up right and they don't know with that right right because it's a really important thing of this this wisdom and the supernatural and how god uses both and right and we're going to talk about this as it relates to faith because 
what you just described is a what I call a false sense of faith, and that is this. Well, this and out of a good place. I mean, people land there out of a, a true heart to yeah. desire. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to realize that they're supernatural. I'd like to realize that it isn't just natural. I tend to be in the natural. So um, I've seen and I've been around a little bit that. So I tell you what, I'm going to believe for the supernatural and I'm declaring that I believe the supernatural. I got a problem. God take care of it. And my faith should get me there, right? Uh, and of course, it doesn't happen. And God says, "Well, you kind of, kind of got it backwards. Is it don't you can't set yourself up in a false sense of faith? Faith isn't declaring something that you want to have happen and then saying, I believe it. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. It's Father, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. Help me re- receive it, and then give me the faith to believe it." including the wisdom that comes along with it. So like with Joshua, he said, well, you didn't ask me, one. So he said, I'd like you to learn that. (laughs) Um, And then two is, had you asked me, I would have said, before we can go and experience the next supernatural, Mm -hmm. you got sin in the camp. Mm -hmm. And it's gotta be cleaned up. We're not going any further until until this piece of wisdom is dealt with and then you can understand it. And when you follow it, now we can go to the next piece of the supernatural because you needed to know something that was going on that I care about. Um, and by the way, this has a lot to do with um, our hearts and our understanding uh, is, well, I know you would like this problem resolved. And by the way, I have the power to do it and I want to do it. However, there's something going on inside of you that I'd like to deal with first. And it's really important because I care about you personally and I care about your heart and I care about your ability to have the ability to follow me. And uh, uh, you know, you have unforgiveness in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we go and, and let me do the supernatural thing, would you be willing to let me give you wisdom about mm-hmm. this? Because they go hand in hand. Um, and that's what we're trying to say here is that it's not just the supernatural by itself. It's the supernatural along with the wisdom of all that God wants to say so that it's not just, hey, I got a thing um, happening. I need you to take care of this, solve it supernaturally, would you? It's, it's really, would you, would you guide me and show me everything you need to show me about it and what wisdom and what's going on and what things are important to you and I'm good with that. Um, and I want to receive it because the supernatural and wisdom go hand in hand. And we'll talk, we're going to talk more about this with real examples. Um, and that was something that as I was learning it, the, that's the big layer of the piece that he, that he put in to say, in addition to, I know you're learning supernatural, but you need to learn wisdom along with it. And, and I'm going to be doing both. I'm going to be speaking both. And don't put me in a system and don't put me in a box, but right. just let me guide you into all truth about the whole thing and be open to something that I, that I want to share with you about that if you have a heart to hear it. you know. And the more and more I pursued that, the more and more I understood it. 
<laughs> and by the way, it's a freeing thing because the burden is on him, not me. I just have to be receiver yeah, of it. You just so. have to stay with him. Stay with him yeah. and receive it. <laughs> so we'll pick this up again. Uh, we have more uh, as we talk about wisdom uh, down the road here, but um, uh, we'll try to highlight what does that really look like and how, how do we receive both the supernatural mm -hmm. in, in light of the wisdom that he's going to give us and we get to grow in both. And here, they kind of understood it. It's both wisdom and it's, it's demonstration. And they kind, of, they kind of go hand in hand. So it's kind of fun. Beautiful. Great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for joining us, everyone. Look forward to seeing you again next time. Have a great day. Yep. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.